0: Hello and welcome to They Behave For Me, a podcast brought to you by me, Adam Boxer.
1: And me, Amy Forrester. We're going to be covering all things education, policy, curriculum, teaching and learning and much more. And We're going to be coming to you every Friday afternoon to take you into the weekend.
0: They Behave For Me is powered by Carousel Learning. This week we're highlighting Carousel's game-changing C-Schools function, which tracks student performance on specific questions over time and gives you information about how hard students are finding particular questions and how many times they've seen them. That then lets you make informed decisions about what the right questions to ask your students are right now.
1: To be like the thousands of teachers already using Carousel and find out more, go to carousel-learning.com. That's carousel-learning.com. If you're enjoying the podcast, please remember to hit subscribe so you can hear us every week. The best way to support us is by sharing the love. So if you have a friend or colleague who you think would enjoy They Behave for Me, please do feel free to let them know about us
0: agenda for tonight Amy
1: agenda this feels very formal
0: oh yes well we are core it, um, and we have to read the minutes from the previous session and then we can launch the agenda um, excellent yeah, you, you can you can tell I've done those kind of things before not you fun. have um, so uh, I want to do a little bit of feedback that we've had um, on the previous pod um, we have a really interesting question from a listener that I'm afraid might open up a can of worms.
1: Oh, um, is it, yes, it's going to, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it could well do. Um and then um we were asked to do interviewing tips, so tips for interviewers as opposed to interviewees. Um and then finally there's some new <laughs> labor have another weird plan. Um, that if we have time, we'll get to. Following hot on the heels of toothbrushing, the brushing of the teeth in primary schools, um, we'll be trying to look at something else as well, if we have time.
1: Excellent. I've been stitched up by a Labour joke this afternoon, Adam. Oh, yeah? Stuart Locke got me on the Twitter. Um, Oh, go on, what happened? He posted that Michael Rosen had been selected as a Labour candidate, at which point... I lost my mind because I was like, oh, for crying out loud, this party, it does one thing right, and I think, I can vote for you, wonderful. And then it goes and does something like this that makes me go, oh, what am I going to do? And it turns out he was pulling my chain. There is just a candidate by the name of Michael Rosen, and I assumed, I wrongly, thankfully, a different Michael Rosen had been appointed.
0: So so what Selected. you're telling me, hang on, hang on. So what you're telling me is that with that joke, he caught a big one.
1: I, I did, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that is an absolute banger.
1: I don't, do you know what? I didn't even care that, he, that I walked right into his trap. Yeah. I, um, I'm just really relieved that Michael Rosen is not with the Labour Party.
0: Yeah, he's not really on our side of the education fence, is he?
1: No, I've had a few public fall-ins out with him, so. Uh, Interesting. <laughs> I think it's safe to say no.
0: Okay. Um, mm. Yes, right. Well, that's that. Um, big fan of Stuart Locke, by the way. Hi, Stuart, if um, you're listening. Yeah. Hey. Good, Stop good
2: guy. Stop whining me up.
0: Yeah, he's a good guy. Anyway, um, so uh, feedback. So first, a lot of people um, are rather chuckling at my absolute lack of, knowledge of any contemporary trends fashions or popular culture
1: so is this in reference to turkey teeth
0: everything the whole lot everything
1: yeah that <laughs> rylan what uh,
0: yeah right riling what, is, what was it
1: rylan. R-Y-L-A-N. rylan r-y-l-a-n rylan
0: oh i thought it was riley okay
1: no no Who've... my friend shannon and emma were absolutely horrified they thought you were just like having a bit of a lol fest, like who Rylan is. I was like, no, no, he doesn't know. <laughs> no, no, I really
0: don't. And and actually, um, <laughs> I made the effort to Google your Gerard person, and I Googled oh, him. And I, listened to, I listened to some of the chemical orthodoxy music, and I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> you
1: um, know the best thing, Adam, the best thing happened to me today. So at the weekend, I went with my cousin to a, a my chemical romance tribute night, Absolutely iconic. And then um, a year 10 came up to me and went, oh, miss, I've seen you in the pit at the My Chemical Romance tribute show. (laughs) At which point I was like, I thought your generation had missed
2: this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Well, the kid has taste, I suppose. Oh, yeah, I did say that. I was like, I'm really impressed with your musical taste. Well done. Yeah, I had the same thing at a Shostakovich concert. (laughs) I'm sure you did. I was
0: there in the pit. (laughs) um yeah i so I, I actually haven't googled the riley person um, rylan rylan what, what's rylan uh,
1: now there's a question rylan first came to be born into the televisual world on the x factor where blesses heart, can't sing well he can a bit but he can't um Campers Christmas, absolutely love the to Bits. He does all kinds of telly shows now. He's got a Radio 2 show on the radio. He does everything. We did one, one celebrity, Big Brother. Like, you must know who he is. There's the most is famous Big Brother, TV is, is clip. Is Big Brother still going? Big Bro- Oh, my God. Big, in the time that you have not been paying attention to popular culture, Big Brother has ended and come back.
0: Huh. I, I watched the first season of Big Brother. I so did much. I. Yeah, well, I thought it was about 1984, but it
1: wasn't. Mm, it is a little bit.
2: No, but it, it's not exactly a documentary.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's, it's not.
0: It's, anyway, um, so yes, that's one half the feedback that we got. One other half of the feedback is an email that we got that I'm just going to read to you. Give me a second. till we get. Dear Adam and Amy, just wanted to get in touch to say how much I'm enjoying the podcast. I'm especially grateful for the shout-out you gave us last week. It's so important that podcasters like you support others as they try to reach a bigger audience. Kind regards, Alistair Campbell.
1: (laughs) You're funnier. I got you there. (laughs) (laughs) You're not Stuart Locke. (laughs) I'm not falling for your nonsense. I thought you'd like that one. (laughs) That's just your dream, isn't it? That's what you want to have.
0: Um, I'd rather I'd rather Rory, to be honest. Um, you know, Alistair has this baggage of, you know, the whole war criminal thing. Um,
1: just, just a small that, part.
0: Yes. Um, yes. I, I do listen to the rest of his politics. Um,
1: I'd never noticed.
0: Um, well, uh, I don't listen to it that often, to be honest. I'm more of a newsagent kind of guy.
1: Huh. Anyway,
0: um, right. So, should we actually do some things rather than just waffle for the rest of the evening?
1: Yeah, it's a much of genuine, genuine contact of people, not just things from your dreams.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. So we got this um, email. Um, was it? No, it's a message. You got a message. Um, I did. And again, I would like to take the opportunity to encourage all of our listeners to send us um, whatever you like. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> no, Whoa, please. steady on.
0: Of educational relevance. <laughs> please. Um, We all know what the internet is like these days. So if you have anything of educational relevance, a question, a comment, a suggestion, a story, a joke, um, all of the above is absolutely fine. Um, So I'll start reading it, but it's quite long. So we might have to chunk it. Maybe I'll tell some jokes in between. Okay. So dear Amy and Adam, I hope you had a good start to the week. Um, We did actually. Um, My week has been quite nice. Uh, Thank you for your work on the podcast. I love your authentic conversation and practical advice. Thank you. I'm messaging to request your advice with the following situation. Right, this is where things get tricky. Um, I'm ahead head of sixth form in an international school in Europe, okay, which is a big place. We are having a significant, That, that, that sorry, that was me commentating. It doesn't say that. In the... wasn't
1: somebody pointing out that Europe was big. I'm just
0: trying to like, like massively anonymize it, right? So. Yes, okay. <laughs> So we are having a significant issue of students not respecting deadlines and want to continue working on a culture of respecting deadlines. So when students miss a draft deadline, they forego their rights to feedback, which acts as a consequence for non-submission. So if the student misses the deadline, they don't get feedback, which is an interesting consequence. Nevertheless, back into the email. In the case of the final draft, students know that the school is not going to fail them. So they are not respecting the deadlines that the class teachers set. Today, we have 34 missed submissions across different disciplines. The students will be placed in academic catch-up during lunch breaks. Leaders in my school don't like after-school being used. Parents are contacted, conversations ahead, and yet, students are not deterred from disrespecting deadlines. Class teachers feel frustrated by the lack of consequences and feel it's unfair uh, to those that manage their time and met the deadline. Plus, high absence occurs on days that students have deadlines. In a year group of 112, today, 30 were absent. Parents wrote the notes for these students and provided them with the excuse to miss today. This is not creating a culture of integrity and responsibility. I know you focus on the
2: British state system, but your British colleague abroad would appreciate your advice. Thanks. Smiley face. Mm. (laughs) Hmm.
1: It's an interesting one, isn't it?
2: Yeah.
0: Um, And I just spoke for ages, um, so I feel like you should.
1: I should speak. So my... (laughs) I'll tell you my instinctive reaction. This probably says a lot about me. My instinctive reaction was, well, just fail them. Like, let's have some sacrificial lambs. If they can't meet the deadline that that teacher has set, um, I think you broke problem. up a little
2: bit. Sorry, oh, Amy, I don't I? want to interrupt
0: you. You broke up a little bit. So do you want to just oh. say what your instinctive reaction was again?
1: Yeah, so my instinctive reaction was just fail them. Like, let's have some sacrificial lambs. Like, if if those kids have been told that there is a deadline and they don't meet it, then you're not marking it. End of. Like, you're not there to be an on-demand service. You're not Netflix. And that was my instinctive reaction. And then I was like, well, hold on. There's clearly a lot more to this. But that was my first, that's where I went.
2: Yeah, I, I, I don't, you know, these, these
0: aren't like children anymore, right? They're post-16. No, they're, they're young adults. Yeah, they're being enabled by their
2: parents, like.
1: Yeah, oh, well, mummy and daddy's written a note. And yeah. what? You're off, you've missed the deadline. Soz.
2: Yeah,
0: it's not, it's one of those where like, you know, school isn't about, sorry, isn't just, sorry, so school isn't solely about preparing students for the world of work, right? But
2: it is partly
0: about that. And you can't just willfully miss deadlines in the real world and expect everything to be fine. But also like like teachers are, you know, like to what extent are we really supposed to bend over backwards? You know, like let's say, let's say, right. Let's take this to the extreme, right? A student sends an email to their teacher in the morning and says, I appreciate I have a deadline today. And I appreciate if I don't miss the deadline, then I will fail. Um, I know that school doesn't want me to fail. I can't be bothered to come in. Please, will you drive around to my house, pick up my essay uh, and then I won't fail. What would you do that?
1: Absolutely not.
0: Well, exactly. You know, and
1: yeah, so why are we bending over backwards here?
0: Yeah, there's just like a limit to the amount of patience uh, I'm willing to give students. And yeah. that, that, oh. that amount diminishes with time.
1: Yeah like I think you know there's there's one off cases there's individual things that you might go oh, okay like something really awful's happened to you the night before or you know there's there's something significant and you go okay fair enough but, but this the- is a cultural attitude in amongst students and you that it feels really toxic to me
0: Yes, yes, and and I think uh, th- this is super toxic, this is really, really bad, and it's affecting so many students as well that it it's very difficult to see exactly what the root is. Um, my I mean, my instinct, your instinct was fail them, my instinct was leave. <laughs> I just I, I, I hear these stories, right, and I cannot help but think that um these these things are red flags, right? a school where stuff like this is happening probably has other problems yeah and and often people ask for they say a particular thing has happened in their school they're looking for advice or whatever and like the thing is so wild so mad that i'm just like this isn't going to be just one thing right you know there's going to be so many issues across the board over here that the only thing you can do is just leave
1: yeah because it 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 all stems back to it being a complete institutional issue to me. Like I view that and go, that's really weak leadership that it's been allowed to get to that point. And I'm not saying one person is solely responsible for that. But when you've got a whole scale issue that's that big, I can't see how that would be the only issue. Hundred percent. And
0: and like the the telltale line in the email is where it says things like leaders in my school don't like after school being used. And I'm like, Right, well you're you've been instructed not to give them any consequences. You are trying to achieve something using the carrot and not the stick. Um so your your hands are tied. Right. So so
1: I I really feel for the person that got in touch because I'm like, You you can't solve this on your own. No. This has to to be a full team effort as a school. You have to as a whole school accept that you have a problem and you have to spend some time working out what the solution to that is and the solution to that is not um avoid any actual consequences and carry on with this nonsense
0: yeah if if your school if your school isn't giving you a stick leave the school find a bigger stick and and i think that we don't understand as teachers like how volatile the work market everywhere else is people leave Mm. jobs this is a normal thing to do um and teachers are in high demand at the moment it's very much a uh seller's market sellers because i am trying to receive money from you yes it's a seller's market you know and teachers there are jobs everywhere you know and i appreciate there are some people who 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 like you know i'm a bit privileged because i live in london and there's like six big secondaries within a 10 minute walk of my house well maybe 15 minute but that you know unless you live like really 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 out in the sticks or you're tied into a school because your kids are there or something like that you know I I don't I I find it really difficult giving advice here when when for me just you can solve one problem and just another one is gonna bounce straight back up again yeah I've got some examples of cases where people have asked a question like this I did some research
2: so number one an ECT in our Facebook group has been told she lacks the teaching spark That that ECT needs to leave, right?
1: What I what <laughs> like in what world do you say that to a baby teacher? There is no spark. That's not a thing.
0: I give you another one. I, I'm doing this now, really, just to annoy you. You're gonna you're gonna have high blood pressure. My, tonight. my
1: brain's gonna go, isn't it? Okay, this I one is.
0: So a question someone is talking about booklets or whatever, and this this teacher has said we're newly not
2: allowed to use textbooks or booklets and worksheets are not encouraged. Huh? What? Yeah, you yeah.
1: You don't want your teachers to have resources from which
2: to teach.
0: No.
1: It seems a strange setup to me.
0: Hmm. Would you like to hear another one?
1: Go on, treat me. <laughs>
0: <laughs> We've been told that if we have childcare responsibilities, we should do our work afterwards when a partner is available to take over parenting.
2: If that's not possible, we should apply for a leave of absence. What? I mean, I don't even have kids and I'm like, what? Yeah, I don't, I, I don't, You've... actually, I don't really understand that one. We've been told if we have childcare
0: responsibilities, we should do our work afterwards when a partner is available to take over. Uh, I don't know, Man. Man. Yeah, Man. bananas. Man. I don't, I don't even understand the context, but the idea of an employer saying to an employee,
1: this is how you live your life outside of this yeah. place.
0: Yeah, this is yeah, no.
1: yeah.
0: get your partner to look after the kids. I mean, what is Also, this? single
1: parents are a thing.
0: No, not a thing, Amy, not in schools. No, they wouldn't get a job. Right, here's another one. Help. We are being directed for every teacher to use the attached first slide. And on this, they put up a picture <laughs> of this slide. And it's got, it's, it's start with it's hideous. It's got this like pastel blue color. And then the font is both bolded and underlined, which really stresses me out. And it says learning objective and do now fine. And at the bottom, it says striving for success, focusing on learning, learning with pride, but pride is in capitals. Okay. So it's not just pride. pride. It's learning with pride. (laughs) And then it's got a thing on the side, right? It's got two boxes, one green box, right that says that has a little cloud that says collaborative learning and underneath that it says learning based talk only library voice only raise hand for support and then it's also got a little red box that says independent learning focus on your work work in silence raise hand for support here's my advice if your school or mat is forcing you to use particular slides uh, whatever their
2: layouts <laughs> leave
1: i haven't I am dying at that. Like, you're reading all this stuff and I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't yep. keep up with what all that is. Here's I'm another I'm not one. 12.
0: I- I'm not done. Here's another one. You ready? <laughs> I need assistance. Beginning next September, my year 10 science courses are transitioning to mixed attainment classes and outcomes-based assessment. If you know anyone who could give me some guidance, that would be appreciated. Thanks in advance. I do know someone who can give it's you some you. guidance. It's me. And the guidance is leave. leave. <laughs> I've got, what I've happens got... in some schools? What happens? I... Oh, mate, I've got one more. Okay, you ready? Uh, and Actually, I'm going to do two more. Okay. Is there a go-to link to send someone on Facebook that with days to go, has... sorry, to... sorry, to send someone on Facebook. So there's someone on Facebook who's asked. So go-to link. So this person has been asked with days to go, has been asked to rewrite their scheme of work with the headings intent, implementation, and impact. There is a go to link. It's either the government jobs portal or test jobs. Oh, here's
1: my resignation letter.
0: Yes. Oh, I give you a template for that. No problem. (laughs) I've written a few in my time.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What what the hell? Because rewriting a scheme of work with some headings is going to make a massive impact on those kids sat in front of teachers, isn't it?
0: Totally, totally. Um, and then the final, the final one is a personal anecdote, a head of the department who I worked with, who was being asked to write their curriculum according to the school's, so you know that previous that slide where the school had passion, purpose, scholarship, inspiration, yeah. the, you know those kind of words, the words that schools say are their like mottos and things they believe in, and they're things that literally everybody in the entire world believes in. What's our motto? We believe in integrity. Oh, who doesn't? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my school. We don't. know. we don't. We don't do integrity. No, we, we
1: think them. it should be really oh, dishonest and vile.
0: Schools love this stuff. Ambition. Oh, the, their schools <laughs> don't. We don't have ambition for our students now. No,
1: no um, actually, we want to be as, as have the least ambition possible.
0: Yeah, minimal well, teach them. Yeah, forget it. Um. So anyway, so <laughs> creativity. <laughs> Sorry, I've got to stop. Uh, <laughs>
1: School. Group learning.
0: Anyway, the schools love this stuff. Um, uh, I can't remember where it was. Oh, yeah, and and this one, um, they had they were asking all of their teachers to plan in their schemes of work a link to one of the school's like core values. So this poor lady was having to plan a year eight unit about <laughs> the periodic table, right? Which was um, oh, then
2: no.
1: to the theme of empathy. <laughs> What? I don't know, Those really empathetic things that are in the periodic table.
0: Elements, Amy. Elements. elements.
1: That's the one. I mean, it begins with E.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really um, bleak stuff. <laughs> and, and obviously, like, this person comes to me asking for help, and I'm like, I just... Leave yeah just, just and, and it's and this person like works in a city there's it's a city there are lots of schools i'm like just please just leave there are better schools it's so it's such nonsense
1: but you know what i always find this sort of stuff refreshing because it reminds me that i'm actually, i work in a really good school and i'm really lucky yeah. and I i always i always like hearing it because i think that your natural disposition is sometimes like like oh I haven't got this right or this is about my job whatever, and then actually you go do you know what we're fine.
0: <laughs> yeah, so so, I'm really so, okay. so so there's a really interesting so if I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna get a little bit nerdy. Um, I've been told not to apologise about getting nerdy. No, um, just embrace your nerd. Just embrace, live with it. So, um, the teacher gap, which is a book by Becky Allen and Sam Sims, mean, um, is actually one of my all-time favourite education books. Um, they have this really interesting bit where they both have like an economic sea background and they talk about this theory called peaches and lemons do you know the peaches and lemons theory
1: i do not know
0: ah peaches and lemons um so um peaches and lemons is not a chupa chup flavor peaches and lemons is a theory that deals with used cars okay so effectively you go to buy a used car right from one of these guys with the fancy suits etc etc yeah and um, you can't tell some of the cars that are in the lot are going to be good. They're called peaches. And some of the cars are going to be bad. They're called lemons. And a bad car will still start and it will still drive. But in two months time, it's going to be completely dead. Now, the guy on the forecourt knows what the peach is and knows what the lemons are. OK, the person going to buy a car doesn't know what the peach is, what the peach is and doesn't know what the lemon is. Okay, now, because of that, they're not willing to spend peach money. So, if a peach is, say, worth four grand and a lemon is worth, say, two grand, the person going to buy isn't going to spend four grand because they don't know if they're going to get a peach or a lemon. They're willing to spend maximum two grand, which what that actually then means is that the person in the forecourt has no incentive to even put a peach on the forecourt because they'd never be able to sell it for the price that it's worth. And okay. overall, what that does is it drives down quality. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Now, what I'm they do is they apply, they apply that theory to when people are choosing schools to work at and especially Ooh. like trainees when you go to a school you've got no no way of knowing if it's a peach or if it's a lemon
1: yes that's that is very true
0: yeah you get shown you see you, you get shown around on one particular day or whatever um but you know a even if you're so even if you're experienced it might be difficult to judge just from one day um especially if you've not been to many schools um and b if you're inexperienced it's even harder to judge okay now what that means is that you've got no idea if you're getting a peach or a lemon yeah Then what senior leadership have no reason therefore to make the workplace into a peach what yeah. should happen is people go they work in a school uh, and if it's rubbish they don't sorry people go they look at a school and it's rubbish and they choose not to work there and senior leadership get the message and say, oh, well, I need to make this a better school. Or alternatively, people go and work there and then they leave. And senior leadership are like, well, maybe we need to look in the mirror and sort this out. But what Ellen and Sims point out is that there's basically a revolving door at a lot of these schools. And because you can get new teachers, fresh teachers, and you can woo them and you can lie to them and you can pretend that this is a great school, then you've constantly got this supply and there's no real need to make like long term sustainable change. Yeah. It's pretty clever. Yeah. So it's quite like a nice complex theory. And, and actually, uh, it's just occurred to me now, I wonder if we should um, give our listeners some tips for figuring out if a school that you want to go to work at is actually a good school.
1: I think that's really hard.
0: Oh, I've got a few great tips.
1: Have you? Oh, I've yeah. only moved school once. And right. I got a peach.
2: Um, yes. Yes, Cockermouth. What a school. Yeah, peachy. You really visit.
1: You must. Science yeah. Department would be like they would have the banners out. Welcome it... the hero that is Mr Boxer. We've said you're not, I'm not allowed kidding.
0: to <laughs> It's bad for the old ego.
1: No, I know, I'm not helping your ego right now, am no. I?
0: No. Um so one thing that I that I have always done is asked to observe some lessons. So um normally the interview day is like long and boring and there's a lot of weight <laughs> this thing that schools do where they make you sit with the other candidates i mean christ
1: oh my god don't like <laughs> i've had some absolute shockers of that in my time we, we'll
0: get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it we'll get to it because we'll so, oh, we oh. did say we were going to do interview stuff but one we thing did. you can do is, is ask to observe some lessons um and if they're like no then don't work there <laughs> that yeah was easy.
1: That's, a, that's a warning sign
0: yeah um another good one is is to just be is to ask about behavior policy Um, but to ask about things like the centralised detention system so ask about the centralised detention system if they don't have a centralised detention system don't Don't work work there if they say they have a centralised detention system um, ask how many students are in it today right now if they're like oh uh, I don't know probably none um, don't work there yeah because yeah unless it's one of the best schools in the country which it could be right? But yeah. if, if you've got a school which is like average progress A, like between minus a half and plus a half, and they've not got any kids in centralised attention that day, um, they're not doing centralised attention. They're just saying yes. they're doing centralised attention. Yeah. Another cracker is ask about non-negotiables. Say, what non-negotiables are there in lessons or in curriculum? And if people are like, oh, there's none, okay, that's okay. But if they yeah. say things like, oh, well, we expect every lesson to be on the school slides, don't work there.
1: Yeah, that's a big old warning sign.
0: Yeah, that kind of stuff. And just try and talk to as many people as you can. Um, just like have chats, ask, like, what's the staff room like? Do people go there for lunch? Um, what do people do during their lunch? Um, do people, and you can say, instead of saying things like, is behavior good or bad, say, be more specific. Say things like, um, do you think behavior has improved? Or, in your last lesson, did a student disturb the lesson, or how often do students disturb your lesson? Or mm. what if students don't do their homework, what are your next steps? That's a good one as well, because sometimes people will be like, "Oh well, we're not really allowed to set the tensions for homework." and then I'm like, hey, okay, don't work there." That kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, there's some good ideas. I like them.:
0: hmm. I really should have thought about this more, because now I think that's this really interesting seam of things. Um, our listeners, when we post? And we will post on the various social medias. If you have good ideas for people to do to try and kick the tires a little bit and figure out if the school is a peach or a lemon, um, then that would be good. Someone else, someone someone I remember suggested sitting outside the school at the end of the day um, and seeing what the kids are like as they leave. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Do you know, I think I've I've been in that situation a few times where for whatever reason, I've I've been outside someone else's school at the end of the day. Um, I remember one, I was sat in a hospital car park actually um, <laughs> in Lancaster and there's a school that's right next to the hospital. And at the end of the day, even as the kids were walking down it in town, karma's out really. Yeah. And, I, and I just sat there in the car thinking, that's a good school that.
0: For sure. 100%. Um, 100%. I actually have another one, which is if I meet an assistant head who's wearing a really like fancy, snazzy, shiny suit. I'm not interested. (laughs) Fair enough. I just can't be having with it. If I see a three-piece suit anywhere, I'm done. Yeah, the
1: three-piece is normally a warning sign, isn't it? Yeah. No, no, no. The waistcoats, the the end of days.
0: I get that some people like them. It's just not my gem. And 100% it's just not for me.
1: No, I I can't ever imagine you wearing a waistcoat, to be honest.
0: Me? Oh, I actually have a waistcoat. Um, Do you? I have a very nice grey waistcoat that I've worn for a wedding a couple of times.
1: Mm. Uh, when well, it's appropriate a wedding. Like, yeah. like yeah. I can allow that.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um but you know what? This this leads us on quite nicely to our next topic of conversation, which is tips for interviewers. Yes. Um you have presumably interviewed internal candidates quite a bit?
1: Um do you know what? Not actually that much. Mm. I'm mm. relatively inexperienced at it.
2: Oh, I mm. love interviewing.
1: Do you?
0: I, l- I love it i love being interviewed i love interviewing it's one of my favorite things
1: are you just a serial job applier
0: no no oh i fancy an interview well it's funny because because my wife really hates them and we've always toyed with the idea of me just subbing for her right because she's like an introvert and i'm yeah this, this you <laughs> really an extrovert arrogant <laughs> extrovert who loves nothing more than talking and even more so talking about himself.
1: Yeah, like you're in your element there, kid.
0: Yeah, 100%. Oh, God, I love being interviewed. But anyway, interviewing, um, I think, is also re- is is like surprisingly difficult to get right. Um, and again, it's hard to figure out who the peaches and the lemons are. Um, and, and there are, like... Um, I read, actually, a, a post recently where someone said they work for a tech firm and they... So in tech, you get really worried about these things called tech bros who are like these like lads, 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 lads type thing. Right. Uh, and they're rude and demeaning and arrogant and stuff like that. And they always make sure on the interviewing panel, there are two people and one is male and one is female. And when yeah. the female asks a question, they see who the person who's the interviewee is makes kind of responds to. Yeah. So the lady will ask the question and if this guy starts talking to the guy then yeah. they just don't get the job straight for that
1: yeah bat. big old red flag that isn't it
0: yeah it's an interesting it happens one isn't so it
1: so often honestly
0: yeah. Yeah. yeah it it doesn't surprise me um and i'm not yeah yeah it's 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 worrying isn't it mm. It's boring.
2: Um, is. anyway there,
0: there are lots of things you can do so so one of the things so something that we do at our school, which I think is really important is the first thing is people do their their lesson or whatever yeah um, I think you have to be a bit like relaxed about exactly what you're expecting to see from the lesson
1: yeah, because you're not going to see what you are training the rest of your department to do or how you do things you're not look you're not really looking at that. You're looking at the other things.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, You're you're sort of looking for clay almost. Um, Yes. Yeah. And and one of the things that we try really hard to do is make sure the candidate gets feedback on their lesson. So ordinarily what happens is you do your lesson, you do your interview, and that's it. You go home and either you get the job or you don't. Yeah. Um, And what we try really hard to do is make sure everyone gets feedback. So there's two reasons for that. The first is because it's the least we can do, uh, and this yeah, includes when, yeah, and this includes when people have not been successful, so for example, if someone's done a lesson and we just know they're not the right they're not right for us, um you know I or whoever will say to them, um, thank you so much for coming um I'm really sorry we're not going to be appointing you today um I appreciate that's not what you wanted to hear um." But what I would really like to do is, I want to be able to give you some feedback on your lesson, and I want you to, I want to be able to explain our decision in that regard, so that we can help you find your next position. Uh, it's the least we can do. You've come all this way, and and you've done all this work for us. I think the least we can do for you is to give you feedback in return. And yeah. I think that's like fine and a nice thing to do for people. Um, and I've done that a couple of times, and and I hope they found that useful. Um, but has anyone ever really, said no? Not to me. Um, but I'm sure people have done. I'm yeah. sure people have done, yeah.
1: It's an interesting timing, that. Because that what I thought you were going to say was that you got people to teach a lesson, gave some feedback, and, and then got them to redo the lesson to see how much they'd listened to the feedback.
0: Interesting idea. We don't do that. But what you we probably, do, I mean, it's
1: probably, it's, probably it's, completely unrealistic in terms of time and stuff. But
0: yeah, it's, it's not the pragmatic option. But if we are going to be taking them to the next interview, we'll still give them feedback. Yeah, that session could take about 45 minutes. And right. that's really important because we want to know how well they listen to the feedback.
1: Yeah. And, and how, how well they, they can take it on board.
0: Yeah, exactly. And, and we'll try and show like the, fee- uh, the feedback that we give at school between ourselves is really like quite blunt and honest yeah um, and we'll try and offer that bluntness and honesty to them as well and see how they respond Um, yeah and sometimes people just argue with us they're like no I don't agree and we're like okay that I mean obviously that's your choice yes it's (laughs) not gonna work you know that does mean that you're not going to be working here right yeah Uh, and then sometimes people the type of feedback that will also be likely to not get you anything is a person who just sits there and is like oh yeah okay yeah yeah all right cool yeah that's that's interesting oh yeah yeah thanks yeah that kind of stuff. I sort of want to see people getting a bit not argumentative, but feel a bit. Maybe, I don't know if defensive is the right word, but the because because the, the, the style of feedback is blunt and honest, you should feel something.
1: Yeah, right? there should be an, an element of discomfort, not a really awful level, but I can imagine being in that situation. And if someone said to me, like, "Oh, you know, quite brutally, something about my lesson." I would like to think in that situation I would go, well, hold on a minute and come back with something.
0: Yeah. It's, I, I'll give you an example, yeah. So I, I said something to a colleague um, that, that, that oh, sorry, I, I made like a like a joke or whatever that, that wasn't, that didn't let, okay? It, right. It, <laughs> Shocking. Well, it landed, yeah, unsurprising. Um, it, 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 I, I said something I should have said um, and this colleague said to me it was, you know, they said that that I hadn't that that wasn't right, and I shouldn't have said that, um I was mortified because yeah because it, it, it was just part of like a normal like it was everyone was just chatting and laughing, and it was just like a normal thing, um and I didn't even clock at all, and I was mortified and like really, really upset and really, really apologetic and super grateful that this person had pointed this out to me and and like when I've pointed stuff out like that to others and they've just been like, oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, sorry about that. Whatever. I'm like, well, do you not like feel anything?
1: Yeah. Like if it if it's genuine feedback and it's it's bob on, like that sounds like it was, then either you should go or oh, you know what, I got that wrong and hold your hands up. Like, there's we're human beings. We're gonna get things wrong. Um, but I think making yourself quite vulnerable to that in an interview situation mm. is probably quite difficult. Yeah. But then again, you don't know these people, really,
0: unless you... Yeah, but you, familiar, but you do it area. delicately and really gently and stuff. And you're, yeah. It's not like you're going hard, but you're just trying to expose something and be honest with a person and see how they respond to honesty.
2: Yeah.
1: It's an interesting tactic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, obviously, you have the actual interview, um, where our main pro tip is to not ask stupid questions. <laughs>
1: There is a lot of stupid questions around interviews, isn't there?
0: Oh my God, but schools do stupid things, right? like like we said before the the whole m- making all of the candidates sit in a room together for half a
1: day. Oh my God, it's just absolutely horrendous. I remember one as like a I was coming towards the end of my degree at q t s and there was eight of us sat in a room for over two and a half hours. I don't know what was going on. But by the time we got to being released from that room, hysteria had kicked in. We were not our best selves.
0: (laughs) They walk in and you're all topless. (laughs) Dancing on the desk. Chug, 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 chug.
1: Hey, we like to drink with Adam
0: we don't know if we're gonna get the job (laughs) we don't give a shit
1: it did get a bit like that not completely like that but that was kind of the level of what situation are we in that that ensued from that point
0: yeah i mean i've got some proper horror stories here so so at one place um i went to where i ended up getting a job on the day of the interview there was another person there and I got the job and they didn't, obviously. And then a couple months later, another science teacher left and they called this person up and offered them the job. And literally like, that means when we started, this person was like, was set, said to me, oh, you know, you were their first choice. And I'm like, what? And they were like, yeah, they, they, they must think you're better than I am. And I was like, well, this is a great way to start being colleagues, isn't it?
1: <laughs> Awkward. That's terrible. Oh, that's not yeah. ideal.
0: And then somewhere else I went, and somewhere else I went that someone just chatted to me the whole time, and I'm like, I, I don't want to talk to you.
2: I, yeah, like, you're I not my friend. Be,
0: like in my zone completely, and yeah. it's, it's nothing against you. I'm sure you're wonderful. I just don't want to talk to you. And then somewhere else I went, where I was again unsuccessful. I went for a leadership position, and one of the people said, Oh, I really like your blog. I'm using it as the basis of my presentation to senior leaders later, and they ended up getting the job.
1: Oh my. Oh my god, that's so bad. Look, Should I tell it's you my all... worst one? Yeah, go on. Um, I got interviewed by some nuns. Some what? Some nuns. Some nuns. What like? Yeah, actual, actual nuns. nuns. Yeah, with the
0: with the habits and stuff. Yeah, the whole thing. And, yeah, and rosary beads and big swinging crosses.
1: Yeah, actual nuns. Um, now I'm not a I'm not a religious kind of person. Um, what what so, job were you going for? Teacher of English.
2: In a
0: nunnery?
1: <laughs> Oddly enough, no, not a nunnery. Um, a right. Catholic school. Mistake yeah. number one. <laughs> I'm, right. joking. I'm joking. I'm not, I'm not being offensive. Um, so, yeah, part of the interview day involved <laughs> being interviewed by nuns. Um, no, at what, which what, point? Wait, hang
0: on, hang on. No, you must honestly,
1: not... taught a lesson. Fine. No problem. Like, department, head of department, chat, mini interview. Fine. Next up, nuns. <laughs> <laughs> just At which bit... point, I shit my pants. It's just the way you said
0: it, as if it was like a surprise, like, like you're sitting in the room waiting and suddenly a nun walks in and then another one and then another one. And you're like,
1: what the? It was honest to God oddly enough um
0: (laughs) (laughs) very good i
1: i i didn't know what to do i'd never met a nun i'd never spoken to a nun i was hugely conscious of offending the nuns because they looked quite intimidating and scary um and they asked me some really awkward questions um and one was about an an underage pregnancy at which point i'm going is it catholics that that don't Believe in abortion? Is it them? Is it? Is it? What's their What's their take on contraception? Like this is my internal monologue. At which point I went, Do "You know what? Bollocks to the job. <laughs> I need to get out of here." Wait, wait, wait. What exactly did they ask you? They asked me. They said, "So, so you can imagine, like, dead serious, right?" This nun's like in her yeah. seventies or eighties. I'm like twenty-two,
2: um,
1: mm. and she goes, "Amy, let's imagine for a moment that a young lady comes to you. She's fourteen she tells you that she's pregnant what do you do and i'm like teacher training didn't prepare me for the nun moment
2: <laughs> well
1: wow. yeah i don't think i gave the right answer oddly enough because my say? answer probably doesn't align with the catholic faith um, and i say? said i would do my best to be really supportive of her and be really empathetic and listen and and try to help her um yeah. And then I was like, don't don't say condoms, don't say abortion, don't say condoms, don't say abortion.
2: Okay. Wow,
0: that's that's intense.
1: It was really intense. It was really intense. And I it was at that point I went, Do you know what? I can't work in a Catholic school. Yeah.
0: I don't think I'd be able to stop myself from saying condoms.
1: No, I know that's the thing. Like it was just in my head and I was like don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it, don't say it. I, I would, yeah, I would have been like, well, you know, I'd probably
0: say to them they probably should have used a condom. <laughs> you heard of the pill? Yeah, heard of the pill. They could get an abortion, right? How,
1: how many weeks yeah. are they? <laughs> ah, no. Honestly. No. Oh, so, yeah, my tip would be don't put your interviewees in front of nuns. Because yeah, that's crazy. The nuns are scary.
0: Nuns are scary. Um, I mean, I was thinking more along the lines of things like if you were a chocolate bar, what chocolate bar would you be? That kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean
1: those. Geez, with I mean, if if that's an interview question, you just withdraw. Sorry, goodbye.
0: Yeah, this guys, I'm sorry. This isn't gonna work. It's just not gonna work <laughs> no. for me. You just walk out. <laughs> I'm, I'm done.
1: <laughs> sorry, I'm done.
0: Yeah, um, which chocolate bar am I? I am Maltesers
1: because I am floating away, baby. Wait, I was thought you were going to te- say breakaway because I'm off.
0: Oh, I no. don't think I've ever had a breakaway. Um, I'm not sure if they're kosher. They might not be. I don't know. Maltesers are and delicious.
1: Excellent. I'm very yes. happy for you.
0: All those kinds of questions, definitely not. Um, a friend of mine was once asked to interview, um, if you were sitting where I'm sitting, what question would you be asking? And he looked at this guy deadpan and he just goes, If you were sitting where I'm sitting, what question would you be asking? No.
2: (laughs) What did they do? They nodded and said, very good.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a legend.
0: Yeah, it's just like this stuff is just nonsense, right? Um, And also another interesting one is the idea of giving candidates the questions to look at in advance. Um, Yeah,
1: I've seen more and more of this.
0: Yeah, I have no problem with that. Um,
1: no, I don't.
0: Yeah, I, th- I think it's totally okay. And I think it's more interesting because you can then actually have a discussion yeah. rather than um, anything else. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Cool. Okay, so we've done some tips for people who are interviewing. Um, it's mostly don't do stupid things. Um, definitely give people feedback. Um, consider letting people have access to the questions in advance. I like all those things.
1: Yeah, don't those use are excellent notes. ideas. Don't use nuns
0: or monks. Can we use monks?
1: I don't think that would
0: help. Where do you stand on monks, Amy?
1: Um, it's a hard no. It's the same as the nuns. I would, I would freeze up and
0: what about imams hope and to rabbis pass away.
1: <laughs> what
0: imams, rabbis?
1: No, any kind of religious figure is going to freak me out hmm. because I'm going to be worried about what I'm, what's going to come out of my mouth.
0: Wait, but you've got all that gothic stuff gothy stuff love religious iconographies and crosses and things like that right
1: I mean, if not <laughs> not in a pro religion kind of way
0: well what's the i don't understand. what's the is it what is it like it's a, a lot of it is
1: is anti religion
0: oh oh gosh i've really put my foot in, a, in the old <laughs> you, haven't I? <laughs> no
1: yeah. i mean i'm not i'm not i that's Neither here nor there to me. But I know what you're referring to, but a lot of it is deliberately, very provocatively anti religious. So interesting. Yeah. But it doesn't, like, you know, I've each to their own, it, it bothers me very little.
0: Well, I sort of just generally put me feel with like, the nuns. I sort of generally feel with the religion stuff that people should just care a lot less.
1: Go on. What, what do you mean? Care about less. No, like,
0: like, like just religion y type stuff. Like we're religious we do a lot of religious stuff but it's like we do it because we like it yes not because we think we're going to go to hell if we don't and everyone who doesn't a <laughs> dinner it's just like <laughs> care less right
1: yeah just like it's not that deep just chill your beans yeah
0: yeah it's like on the list of things that you should care really hard about like the really intense religious stuff should be super low and then i yeah, think a lot of people I would be a lot that. happier
1: yeah, that's kind of where my head was at with the nuns. I was like, I... It's
0: just a bit much, my, isn't
1: it? Yeah, my honest answer is like, I'm dealing with a child who's potentially traumatized, potentially something awful's happened to him. That's what I'm bothered about. I'm bothered about that child, not about what... Right, and you're making me neurotic. It. Yeah, and you're making me
0: neurotic about <laughs> that condoms. I shouldn't care poop. about the
1: child. I yeah, care when,
0: about the... Yeah, <sighs> all I should really be doing is offering empathy and letting the DSL know. <laughs>
1: Yes. Yeah. Phoning somebody who knows more than me to go, help.
0: Yeah, that's that's always a cracker. Um, There was someone put online a really complicated question about um, someone who was basically lying to their parents about their gender or something like that. And if their parent asked, what do you do or something like that? Yes, it was about the
1: name, wasn't it? I saw that.
0: I I can't remember exactly what it was, but like the only legitimate answer in any of these circumstances is ask the DSL. (laughs) Yeah. When in doubt, ask the yes. DSL.
1: even if you're sometimes not in doubt, you still go and you go just checking this is right because hundred percent. That's what the DSL is there for.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is literally their job. That's what they get paid the big bucks for. Um, yes, right. Um, do we have? Let's let's do really quickly Labour's um, new plan because um, it does go relate on. to funding issues. So, so there isn't much there isn't much on this, but Labour have announced. The, well, Labour basically, as with the rest of the world, are concerned about um, sexual harassment-y, abuse-y, Andrew tate type stuff. Um, so apparently the House of Commons Library, so this is from an article in Schools Week, um, the House of Commons Library. Um, have published research where they've said that there's a 400% rise in mentions of sexism, misogyny, sexual harassment, sexual abuse and safeguarding incident in Ofsted reports between 2019 and 2022. So obviously I I imagine there's room to be cautious about using such stats because Ofsted have also been focusing on that stuff more in recent years.
1: Yeah I mean that was my when I looked at that I was like well that's because they've been asking about that.
0: Yeah that was the whole um, uh, everyone's invited thing so it was all kind of post post that kind of awful, awful stuff. Um, But but apparently the party will Labour will announce that they are going to have some new roles to be with school improvement teams to tackle misogyny. Uh, And the new roles will include providing school mental training for older school boys to coach younger boys in recognising and stopping misogyny. Amy, what's your instinctive reaction on that?
1: Uh, My instinctive reaction was... We're going to get kids to deal with kids. Is that is that going to solve the problem?
2: No,
0: it's not, is it?
1: <laughs> no, no. Really? I think I think there was a few swears in my initial reaction. I think the letters W T and F popped up in there. Um, and so I I just if you just backtrack for a second.
2: Yeah, we think that the there's.
1: The children who have grown up in the society where a lot of this stuff has become learned and normalized um, we're gonna do a bit of training with them, and they're gonna suddenly be able to undo decades hundreds of years worth of seepingly misogynistic attitudes um, and yeah, of course they will. where's course the same. adults
2: <laughs> No,
0: no, the kids can do it
1: yeah, get the kids to do it bri the
0: video oh, do you wonder what a wonderful
1: suggestion that is.
0: Show them a video. Do a drop-down course with a bunch of twenty-two-year-old drama students. It'll be fine.
1: I just, you know, you make one step forward with Labour, and I know the Michael Rosen thing is wasn't actually true, but you make <laughs> this one is you make one step forward, and then they they come out with something like this, and I go, well, they haven't, they haven't,
0: you know, they haven't given us more detail than that yet.
1: No, um, but they keep doing this. They keep dropping out, going, oh, we're going to do this, and then there's absolutely no flesh on the bones.
2: We really and just actually, need like, a
1: there could be there could be something useful in that like one of the things we found quite powerful as a school was getting mm. some of our sixth formers to do some work on red lines around sexual harassment and around misogyny um and working with pastoral leaders with school leaders to drip feed that over a period of time and to give a different viewpoint and to use some of our kids as role models, but that's one strategy. We don't yeah. need a school improvement team to do that. Yeah. That that it, the problem's a bit bigger than some six formers giving a talk.
2: Yeah, it's it's all a bit.
0: I mean, this Andrew Tate stuff is so distressing, and it's like everyone keeps. I I'm I'm of a very like like specific camp on this. I just think take the guy off the airwaves. No more yeah. internet for you. Block him. Take him off of YouTube, take him off Twitter, take him off TikTok, Insta, whatever. Off, 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 off. Switch him people off. Are like, people are like, oh, no, 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 you need to, like, debate him. You know, sunlight is no, the best. No, I don't. Discussion. I I'm absolutely like, do not need to debate yeah. him. To start with. Some things aren't
1: up for debate.
0: Correct. And secondly, people keep debating him and keep losing. Yeah, they don't
1: do a very good job of it.
0: <laughs> right, because he is a professional charlatan. Yes. Right. It's like, like, the guy just Also, stab- my worry. Yeah,
1: like you take him out of the equation, another ten more plebs are going to pop out. Yeah, I know, but you get
0: time, right? It's like, um, you, do you know who Milo Yiannopoulos is?
1: I, uh, yeah, the name sounds familiar, but I can't remember why. He was Andrew Tate like
0: nine or ten years ago, was he? Right, he had a huge YouTube channel, massive international following, and then YouTube oh. him up and nobody's heard of him.
1: Yeah, do you remember he was do you like this
0: what? super camp, like
1: yeah, he, like very
0: yeah, yeah open shirty type jewelry and things yeah he was yeah, saying know, all of this like retrograde social conservative nonsense type stuff uh and then youtube took him off and he was gone and nobody's ever heard of him and then okay fine four or five years later andrew tate pops up fine but just if you nip that in the bud just kill him off not like physically i'm not advocating advocating for assassination here <laughs> but you know kill him off the airwaves no just to be clear <laughs> Um, you know, and then, uh, and then fine, you, you just, you gain, these people take a long time to gain a following, right? Yeah. Right? And, bigger and bigger over I think time.
1: That, I think one of the things, one of the reasons why I think something like that could be a good idea is because it gives a very clear line in the sound about in, in a world where people talk about free speech and opinions and you can say this and you can say that and you can say the other. As a society, we have to establish some red lines, surely, and so that's not a bad place to start.
0: You are preaching to the converted. There's another religious reference for us.
1: <laughs> Wonderful.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. I think I think at some point we should maybe try and do something a bit more detailed about how to tackle this stuff. But um, to be honest, I don't have any good good ideas really.
1: Um, I don't. I think... I've just become increasingly depressed and. Disaffected by the world. When the more I think about it,
0: yeah. And and my real worry is that what ends up happening in schools is that you do a drop down day, and you have yeah, and like, it, it can't be that. Whatever, they're, but they're always pants, aren't they? They're so yeah, they're so bad.
1: But also, like we think, oh, that... i we're an assembly, and then it's all fixed. And I'm like, well, is it no? But also, I I'm not convinced that even schools in isolation can do that. I think it's still a drop in the ocean.
0: Uh, but but also the 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 flip side is that if it's not the school, I I wouldn't trust. It, it's so annoying because like on the one hand I wouldn't trust an external person to be able to really get that across. I think yeah. probably there are some out there who can. Um, you know, uh, like Matt Pinker has been running training, and and I'm, I'd be really interested to see it because it wouldn't surprise me. He's thought really hard about it. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if it was good. But I think the majority of stuff like that is going to be poor when it's run by external stuff. But then when you ask the internals to do it, it always ends up getting half-baked. So it's like the teachers are the people who could do it, yeah, but also shouldn't be the ones having to do it and don't have the time or the expertise to actually execute it. To
1: do it well. And you know what? We've got, there's, there's men and women up and down the country in schools who have a captive audience at the hand. Like I'm sure in in every school you can think of which, which blokes would do a fantastic job of that. And you can think of quite a few in in every school. I would hope that would that have that rapport, that respect for that message to be delivered because it's a two way thing. You -hmm. can preach till the cows come home about what should and shouldn't be appropriate. If kids don't have that almost like reciprocated environment in which to receive that information, like it's got to mean something. That's why I don't think an external can really ever work. Because who is that person, and why? What's it got to do with their lives? Don't yeah, think
0: you'd it... you'd have to build a rapport really quickly.
2: Um,
1: yeah,
0: which can be done, but it's hard. Um, you know, I like to think in the training that I do, I build a rapport with staff fast. Um, it's part of the job, um, yeah. but it's it's difficult to do. I mean, if you do it within schools, like you said, you have to find that staff member who's respected. Blah blah blah, and like like obviously that you know. That would be me because I'm like proper laddish. Um, lads, I, lads, know, lads. I know all about like um, Cristiano Messi and things like that. And so I feel like I'll just smash that one out of the park, to be honest. Yeah.
1: you Yeah. You wouldn't mug yourself the off shoes. at all.
0: I know all about the shoes, the sneakers, the trainers, the high the tops, ones with the tick, ones with the lines, ones with the shiny bits, ones with the stars and the glitter. I know all about that. Um, and, and Riley. I know about Riley. Yeah,
1: Right, you you're going to nail this, mate. You know, absolutely nail this.
0: Yeah, I, I, I cannot see any like any issues coming.
1: No, it's going to go perfectly.
0: <laughs> um, on that note, <laughs> should we should we wrap it up?
1: <laughs> I think we should wrap it up. I was going to make a nun joke then. Oh, go on. <laughs> no, that was it.
2: Oh, what? I do not get it. It's all right. It's all right. Okay. It was a anyway. wrap it up joke. What, because nuns are wrapped up? No, condoms. Is that a condom you
1: <laughs> Yes. Oh, man, you and your popular culture
0: really,
1: nonsense just... that you don't understand. That was a funny joke. I bet people laugh. Please tell me if you laughed at that, tell me. And if you didn't, don't tell me. <laughs> I thought that was funny. It was as funny as when everyone thought you said nutsack last week. I didn't say nutsack. You said no, nutsack. Other people heard you say nutsack. I sack. said nut stuck, <laughs> and the world heard nutsack. I
0: had a nut stuck in my throat.
1: Not a nutsuck Nut stuck nut in your throat.
0: I mean, that's a pretty spicy move to, to do a podcast with a nutsack in your face. <laughs>
1: you better of you the go. stuff that comes out your mouth.
0: It's the kind of thing that Alistair Campbell would do. (laughs) Nice. All right. Okay, let's stop. That's all we've got time for. Too far. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in touch, you can find us on Twitter and threads, or you can email Adam at adam at carousel-learning.com. And if you're not yet subscribed to Carousel Learning, do consider booking in a demo by the website to see for yourself how it could transform your teaching practice. If you'd like to support the podcast, the very best thing you can do for us is hit subscribe and let your friends know about us. Have a great weekend woo weekend. Goodbye.